0: I'm Theron Denson, the Black Diamond, and you're listening to KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia.
1: And running this is Start Your Sunday on KCOU 88.1 FM. I'm Harrison Vapnik, Garrett Pave back in Nashville for this weekend. So I'm being joined by our third guest in three weeks, Jonathan Liddy Lidskin. Did I say that right?
2: Yeah, you did. I
1: did. It's, it's, I there's about a 50 50 chance I was gonna get it. I got it, and here we are. We got a lot to talk about. Pretty quiet week in the NFL, but. Got some draft stuff, some draft news. So Liddy's a big, you're going to call me, call him Liddy the entire show, so get used to it. Liddy's a big college hoops guy. We're going to talk a lot about college hoops after the first break. Got some special segment coming. Stay excited for that. Where should we start? Where should we start? We There's a lot, a lot to talk about. Let's start with the news that came on Wednesday. Tuesday it was. Russell Wilson. Was that Tuesday or Wednesday. I want to say it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. Russell Wilson came out that he was unhappy about the current situation with the Seattle Seahawks. His agent came out for the first time. Really, for the first time, this thing public. The Athletic released an article talking about, you know, after a Cardinals game, him and Pete Carroll couldn't really get on the same page. Him and Pete Carroll really haven't been on the same page this whole season. And now, I feel like I'm just hearing some noises and maybe just me. Now it's kind of a thing where... Russell came out and said, here are four teams I would want to go to. Chicago, Dallas, Las Vegas, and New Orleans. And now there's some real buzz around this Russell Wilson leaving Seattle thing. And something that really, if you look back two, three years ago, that quarterbacks never leave their team. This is their team forever, and, you know, you don't see crazy quarterback changes until last March when Tom Brady who was with the New England Patriots for 20 years decided to, lift and, to leave and go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and look what he did it went 11 and 5 in the regular season won a Super Bowl and now I think this could start a domino effect of quarterbacks leaving their markets leaving their teams they've been for, through russell wilson was drafted with the seahawks in the third round of 2012 and now there's some actual buzz that he could be leaving because you know he doesn't think he's getting the right treatment in seattle and you know he listed off four teams you think that would be better offer him Lydia, i'm gonna go to you your thoughts on the russell wilson unofficial trade request
2: well it's easy to see why russell wilson would be unhappy that it's Kind of the same thing with Deshaun Watson, except over a longer period of time. Russell Wilson has been a top three quarterback in the NFL for probably seven to eight years now, and see, since they won that Super Bowl and got, and actually got there and lost to New England, Seattle has continuously failed to surround him with the right pieces, and whether that's offensive line, their defense has obviously regressed, they just fired their offensive coordinator recently, and if I'm Russ, I don't have a ton of confidence in the Seahawks to place the right pieces around him to get him to a Super Bowl. Now, some of these teams I don't think are in much better situations that he, he requested, so I don't know what's up with that, but you kind of saw this, like this kind of whole, whole star treatment started with the NBA, really, and just recently we saw, we saw NBA players, when they're not happy, they're, they're gone. We saw it with Harden, we saw it with like so many players over the last
1: couple couple yeah, years, yeah, you could go back to people like like Paul George, people from mm-hmm. way back when he was with the Pacers, when they, when everything wasn't going well, they demand a trade, which I, is something I do not like at all.
2: Mm-hmm. And now, I, I'm not. You're right, Harrison. I'm not a fan of it either. I, I'm a fan of sticking it out, and you're eventually going to get the right pieces around you, and your window is going to be there if you're that good. But now, in the same offseason, we've had two top five quarterbacks and Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, both unofficially and officially request tr- request trades. And th- this is starting to feel like the NBA, where you just have star after star leaving their markets to go to what they think is a better fit. Now, in, in Wilson's case, w- when they came out and mentioned the Bears, I'm a, Be- I'm a Bears fan, yeah. so I was ecstatic. But Don't get your hopes up. Um, I- I'm not trying to. I don't know if this actually comes to fruition, if this actually comes to anything, and Wilson ends up being traded. But just... The the thought of it is k- kind of frightening for the entire landscape of the NFL.
1: What do you think an ideal Russell Wilson trade package would look like? So I'm going to go through a few a few ideas, and you tell me what you think. So let's say let's say what Dallas has to offer. What is the ideal offer for Dallas? I would say four first round picks and Zeke. What do you think?
2: Um, that that's. Solid, I think, because he's and including.
1: Wor- that's the 10th pick in this year's draft. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, because he's worth than more than Deshaun Watson, and w- we've heard what Watson's been um, rum- rumored for. And even though Watson's younger, I, th- I think Wilson's better. Um, so, I-, I think that would be a- actually a pretty good fit for us because Dallas has the weapons. Um, their defense obviously needs to get better. Their offensive line was banged up this year, but I still don't think they're bad. Um, even though they have regressed. Dallas of the four teams I think would be the best best fit for him. None of these other teams really they're either regressing or just not not there yet and it's not a better situation per se than Seattle's in, but four, four first round picks and Ezekiel Allian, Jerry, who's we, obviously regressed sounds right. We seen Jerry
1: Jones make big deals before and <laughs> you know, he hasn't won a Super Bowl since 1994, mm-hmm. which is let's do the journalism math, 26 27 years. Yeah. It it's that's been, you know, almost double the length that he's been an owner in the National More than that. Wait. Yeah, he's been a National Football League owner since the, the late 80s, and he hasn't won a Super Bowl since in 27 years. So, I feel like he really has some pressure to win. You know, they have that big stadium. They have a lot of cap, you know, a lot of money. So, mm-hmm. would expect them to, especially Dak Prescott being a free agent, would expect them to make some kind of move. This is the biggest splash of them all. Raiders. That is a team in a new city. Who hmm. hasn't had a game with fans yet? They could immediately sell in millions yeah. of people into their city, seeing Russell Wilson there. The trade package I was thinking was maybe three first-round picks and Derek Carr because that's already an established quarterback. Mm-hmm. Who's I think he's under 30 still. Your thoughts on Russell Wilson to the Raiders?
2: So, like you like you said, it would be a great move for the market because it would they would s- sell so many tickets immediately in a new stadium, which a, gr- a great stadium by the way. Um. The, the picks for the Raiders that they'd have to give up concern me because their defense has so many issues right now, and they just continue have continuously dr- missed on defensive draft picks. And they're not good at corner. Their pass rush isn't great. Jonathan Abram was hurt for what felt like most of the year. So if they were to get Wilson, they'd have to be prepared to spend money in free agency um, on, on their defense because their defense was – bottom of the NFL this year it, it wasn't good and I don't know why Russ would see the Raiders and be yeah, like this they, is a better situation than I'm gonna be in in Seattle
1: they seem like a southern version of the Seahawks They're the <laughs> Seahawks south basically yeah
2: they really do and just for Russ like he's gonna have worse weapons there
1: um, yeah, Henry Ruggs is well he's not decaf Metcalf but mm-hmm. Henry Ruggs is pretty good they have Hunter Renfro Josh Jacobs is the top five running back in, I would say top five run back in the NFL yeah, right now. You, Darren Waller's a top two tight end. I wouldn't say the weapons is a complete drop-off, but it, it's not DK Metcalf. Yeah. It's, and it, I think Tyler Lockett's overrated. Sorry.
2: Yeah, I, I I agree with that. He's not as good as advertised. But, yeah, you obviously get Josh Jacobs and your running games really good there. And I think the big thing for him there is probably that their offensive line is so good. Because um, Seattle's offensive line this year was Awful. not good. They were garbage. Awful. And so – and it's been like that now for probably four or five years in Seattle, and they've just continuously fail- failed to address that need. And, I mean, if I was getting hit a ton as a star quarterback, I probably wouldn't be happy either.
1: Third team, the New Orleans Saints. I think this is a golden fit. When I heard about, first heard about the Ross trade, this is the first thing I thought about, even before the four teams got mentioned. I think this would be an absolute dream for Sean Payton because I think he's a more mobile Drew Brees, they don't have the strongest arms, but they are extremely accurate for the most part and make great decisions for the most part. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson at the goal line, sorry. The trade package would be tricky because New Orleans is in salary cap underworld. I'm not sure if I'm going to say, you know, H-E-double hockey hockey sticks. But they have nothing to deal with. I think they're in the negative. They have the worst cap situation in the league, and Russell Wilson has a lot of money tied to his name. You have to go Michael Thomas, presumably. Taste of Hill, you have to find a way to get somehow off that contract. Good luck. <laughs> I'm just... I really want to see what they do. They have to give up three or four first-round draft picks, nonetheless. What are your thoughts on Ross to the Saints?
2: Yeah, well, when I saw the Saints on his trade list, my first question was, how in the world are they going to pay for him? Because, as you know, they're like $81 million under the cap in a year, year where the cap isn't going up. And so... You understand that the Saints are going to release a lot of players and and cut a lot of players that just have meaningless co- contracts. Like, Taysom Hill has no reason to be pay, paid the money he, he is. Especially for... I, I don't even know what you would call him. At and point he's
1: not ta- even, I wouldn't even consider him in the running to be the Saints' starting quarterback next year. Mm-hmm, right. I, I wouldn't either. I think and it's so, going to be Jameis. I think it's going to be Jameis. But unless they draft Mac Jones or Kyle Trask, which so, I really like a lot.
2: So... What, what I think is you're going to have to give up draft picks and good players in that trade because you, your good players are going to be the ones that are getting paid a lot of money and you need to get off your payroll to get under the cap. But I think if they if they were to trade for Russ, you have to do so much unraveling with all their contracts and you end up not with a not good team around him mm-hmm. because you have to pay for, for Russ. So... Russ, I think sees New Orleans right now with Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas and the great offense that they have, and the great team that they have really. And I don't think he realized how much his ca- realizes how much his cap hit would like damage the team, and ha- have to make them trade out pieces that he thinks he probably could have yeah. there.
1: Do you think it's a peak hell? You think it's all on Pete Carroll? Anything else in the organization? Or the team the I, roster construction—is it all on Pete Carroll's the reason that is driving Russ out?
2: I don't think it's much on Pete Carroll at all. Really? Actually I think Pete Carroll's a top ten coach in the NFL. I do which, too. Which I don't really know how you can blame a top ten coach in the NFL for their problems. So, like, I think it's more on the front office—the fail, the the fact that they've failed to address offensive line needs. They obviously. Added wide receivers. They haven't had a running game, a good running game since probably well, Marshawn Lynch. The left. thing
1: is that people want to blame Pete Carroll because they want to establish that running game. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and, which makes sense, but what can Pete Carroll really do if he doesn't have the pieces? So, yeah. So you haven't had a good running game since Marshawn Lynch. Well, he
1: has the piece and his name is Russell Wilson. Yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm. the argument.
2: So if you want to run the football, you need better than Chris Carson, honestly. Yeah. And, and, even when Chris Carson's when Chris Carson's healthy, he's all right, but he's never healthy. And then, just the fact that their defense defense has regressed to the point where it's just awful. Like they were like they were thirty first or thirty second against the pass last year, and it, it just felt like every single week in the first half of the year to win a game, Russell Wilson had to score forty five.
1: I was telling this to someone earlier this week. Do you think Ross, Russ is thirty one years old. He's won one Super Bowl that he doesn't get credit for because how great that defense was, the Legion of Boom, with all those Pro Bowlers and all pros on that team, I mm-hmm. think like five of them on that 2013 Seahawks team. Do you think Russ is feeling the pressure to win a second Super Bowl? Because Russ thinks he's one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's pressure on Russ? to, you know, maybe get out of that situation and get somewhere where he knows he can win a Super Bowl because he thinks he's one of those all-time greats, but he's just at that one Super Bowl mark that he can't get into that Mount Rushmore category.
2: Yeah, actually, because I I totally agree with that. Because if you really think about it, Russell Wilson's probably one of the greatest QBs of all time that has never been, like, considered the the best quarterback in the league. I don't think there's ever been a time in his career where Russell has been looked at as the best quarterback in the NFL. And to be one of the greats one of the top 5 all-time qbs you can you 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 can't have to be looked at as like the best in your sport at a certain time so like Aaron Rodgers was looked at that way Tom Brady was obviously looked at that way Drew Brees was even looked at at that way sometimes Peyton Manning as well and as great as Russell Wilson has been he hasn't been to a super bowl since 2015 20 the 2014 season I, I believe season, yeah 2014 he
1: was one yard away from winning a second, second straight super bowl which <laughs> no one has done since 2004.
2: And and honestly, as anybody w- would, I think that pl- that play haunts him. And I think because of that after that play, the Seahawks kind of took a drop off. And Russ feels that like his time may be coming in the next couple years, where he starts regressing, and th- th- he needs to go win one now. And while well, he still has a ch- has a chance, he's
1: 31. It's it's mm-hmm. crazy how time flies by with Russ at the quarterback. Let's move on to something else. Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. the Texans say they refuse to make the move. You think he's going to get traded? Yeah, I do. Where is he going to get traded to? My
2: guess would be ca- the Carolina Panthers. It, it seems like the most sense. It's not an AFC team, first of all. You're, so you're not trading him within your conference and have to see him often. Um, Carolina obviously has rumored to be inter- interested. They they can't give up the most. Um, like the Dolphins and Jets. Yeah,
1: but also, Deshaun has no-trade clause. Yeah,
2: so he can He so can. I don't, know if, I
1: don't know if he wants to play for the Jets. I think it came out that he didn't, but, mm-hmm. you know.
2: Yeah, there, there's been so many rumors with him, it's ridiculous. And personally, if I was Deshaun, I'd want to play for the Dolphins just because they feel like they're the closest out of that group to win a Super Bowl, closer than the Bears, the Jets, Carolina, any of those teams. But you look at what, Desha- what Deshaun had in Houston and what Ca- what Carolina has. They have an incompetent front office in Houston. They have a very good front office and coach in Carolina. So everything behind the scenes there from coaching to front office is a lot more stable in Carolina. And he probably thinks he could trust them there. Um, Carolina's also on the rise. We Obviously we know. Um, they got a great draft last year. Uh, great offseason overall. And Matt Rule, I think, was a pretty good hire. And, if they can keep Joe Brady a lot around for whoever knows I, how long, I thought Joe
1: Brady should have been hired this offseason. Yeah, I did
2: too, and I was skeptical because of his age. Actually, well, but
1: we—that's—I we, don't think age is the consideration mm-hmm. for head coaches anymore. For what we're yeah,
2: it, we kind of realized that it just didn't matter. And so, if they can continue to hire good coaches, which Matt Rule actually does very well, then Carolina should be in good shape because Deshaun goes there. He has arguably the best running back in the NFL in Christian McCaffrey. He has an offensive line. You, think,
1: you don't think they would have to give up McCaffrey? Three first-rounders in McCaffrey, Carolina th- They says.
2: might, actually, now, now that I think about if it. Carolina, th-
1: if Carolina calls and says, we'll give you three first-rounders in McCaffrey. Well, Houston's taking that. They, they have to, right? I, I would assume so. I think that's the best deal you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Other than Miami offering, what, three first-rounders, mm-hmm. possibly Tua, which I would stay away from. I think Denver's a fit. I really think Denver is a quarterback away. Sorry, Drew Locke, I don't think you're very good. I think Denver's a quarterback away. They have really good receivers, a couple really good tight ends, and like a solid defense. I'm telling you, if Deshaun went there, I know you're playing in a division with the best quarterback in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, and the future best quarterback of the NFL, Justin Herbert, and also the Raiders, who are somewhat competent. But I really think Denver, with Deshaun, like... That team could compete with Kansas City to win the AFC.
2: Well, Deshaun should go, is going to go to any team and immediately make the, make them better. Like the Dolphins, if you were to be traded there, are a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, next year with Deshaun. But it's interesting you mentioned the Broncos because, like you said, it does feel like they're a quarterback away. People are skeptical about their weapons, but I think people forget how good Cortland Sutton actually actually is. He was a borderline top ten receiver the the year before this, and then he got hurt, obviously. So. The weapons are there. They're deep in the running game, like you mentioned they have some pr- pretty good tight ends. Their defense, while is it's regressing, I think from what what it has been, is is fine. Like it's not incompetent to the point where they can't compete with that with that defense yeah, and Deshaun. It's, it, it's not Houston level bad. Uh, my only question with with Denver if Deshaun would be there is their coaching staff. Cuz I don't think as much as I love Vic Fangio in Chicago, I don't think he's a head coach. He's, he's a defensive coordinator. And just just overall, their, their whole scheme, people question it. They, like, a Drew Locke isn't great, but they don't score at all. And
1: Well, Deshaun can score points. Deshaun can score. If you so, were to pick one team that he's going to go to, who's it going to be? I would guess Carolina. I, I think San Francisco. I know I haven't mentioned them yet. I think you've up the draft picks, and then you try giving up Werner, you know, if they call, mm-hmm. you have to go one, one of Warner or Bosa. I think you say, okay, fine, we'll give you Warner. Maybe uh, Tart the safety, or Ward, or one of their young safeties on that defense. Maybe also Dre Greenlaw, whatever they want. I think Deshaun Watson makes the San Francisco 49ers the best team in the NFL. Because yeah. how good that defense is and what we can see from that offense. I know Jimmy Garoppolo is, you know, one, one of the better starting quarterbacks in the league. He's won 66% of his games. But I think the upgrade from Garoppolo... To Watson goes from almost winning the Super Bowl to being the best team in the NFL. Well,
2: going from Garoppolo to Watson is going from like the 20, 25th, fifth, twentieth best quarterback in the NFL to a top five quarterback. And so you you look at that team, and they were obviously a, cu- a couple drives away from winning a Super Bowl two years ago. They and had a
1: ten point lead in the fourth quarter, with right? The ball.
2: And and so you go from that, and their defense obviously isn't as good. They lost to Forrest Buckner. Richard Sherman regressed from what he was two years ago. Robert Sala left, so that defense isn't going to be as well-schemed. But the, their talent is obviously there. And putting Watson with that, with that running game, with Shanahan, with that defense, is probably one of the best NFL teams we've seen in our, in our lifetimes.
1: Do you think this happens before or after the draft? Houston says they're not trading him whatsoever. Be- because
2: of Houston's like resistance to trading him, probably after the draft would be my guess. But which at that point you're getting into next year's picks. Yeah, and, and then
1: that that's really gonna screw a team like the Dolphins or Jets, who could be considering taking your quarterback mm-hmm. in the second or third pick.
2: I don't understand Houston's like resistance to trading him though. Like, I don't care either. He clearly wants out. He hasn't changed his mind with the head coaching change. He hasn't changed his mind with anything really. It just doesn't feel like there's anything Houston could do at this point to change his mind. There's so nothing. you might as well start listening to offers.
1: Quickly before we hit our break, I know you do a lot of NFL draft stuff. So we'll talk about the most important position in the NFL draft. Quarterbacks, there could be six of them going in the first round, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, rank the quarterbacks one through six. All right, well, the best quarterback prospect of all time in Trevor Lawrence is obviously okay. number
2: one. A lot of our friends disagree with this, but I like Zach Wilson. I have him at number two. His arm talent is incredible. His just awareness in the pocket is great. I I know he didn't play against much last year, but I think he's going to be a really good NFL quarterback and fit well in New York, where I think he'll be taken. Then third is Justin Fields. And like, I'll say Justin Fields is my third-ranked quarterback, and people like take that as like, "Oh, I don't think Justin Fields is very good." I think Justin Fields is an NFL franchise quarterback. I just happen to think Zach Wilson's better, and so Fields is going to be is my third. He's incredible. For um, Trey Lance. Okay. If, um, if
1: you put Mac Jones ahead, of Trey Lance I was going to walk out of the no, studio. No, it's
2: it's not close, and I, I do like Mac. Trey Lance but. is closer to two than he is to five. Yes, he he is, and that's a very fair statement. And. I, I'm actually friends with the guy who um, reports for the Falcons. All and right. so he, I, they're a big big fan of Trey Lance um, down there in Atlanta. So if they were to trade back and get him, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Do you
1: think if they're sitting there at four, they have four, right? Yeah, they do. If it's Field or Lance, who do you think they They'll take?
2: take Fields over Lance, okay. but that team needs draft capital. They, they do. And yeah. so if they traded back to get Lance and more picks, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, then five is Mac Jones. And I'll give you an interesting one. I don't have Kyle Trask at six. Really? A, yeah. I actually have Kellen Mond. If
1: Garrett Pave and I were if Garrett Pave was here also, we'd be looking at you just with a disappointed face. Yeah. We are the presidents of the Kyle Trask fan club right now.
2: Listen, I loved him in, in college and then I kinda so there were just some moments down the stretch where I just didn't like get get it. And I'm just like, this guy is not an NFL quarterback. And who's your sixth then? Kellen Mond at A M. <laughs>
1: If Kellen Mond is a successful quarterback in the NFL, then I I don't even know what to do anymore.
2: I mean, the dude played pretty incredible. In he just doesn't look like a pro quarterback. He he doesn't, but we're, we're getting kind of that to that point in
1: the NFL draft. If Derek like, King and enter the draft, would he be around there? Probably. Yeah, I li- I I like Desmond Ritter too. He, I think next year. But, but he fact, he went King back to for college. A I think because I don't think next year's quarterback class is very strong. There's Sam Howell, mm-hmm. and there is Rattler. Keegan Slovis from USC, which people are up and down on, and Spencer Rattler. Mm-hmm. I think after that, there's a major drop-off. I think Derek King coming back for like his sixth year of college has a <laughs> chance maybe to be taken in the late first round, early second round. We're going to take our break. Coming up, we're going to talk about something we've never talked about in the history of the show. Stay tuned for that on KCOU 88.1. Start your Sunday
2: in building a great career, the Missouri Army National Guard is interested in you. The Guard will pay you to train for a wide range of jobs, such as engineering, combat arms, logistics, transportation, and military police. The skills you'll learn are needed in the Guard and are in high demand in the civilian job market.
1: Plus, you may be eligible for a $20,000 bonus and student loan repayment. Visit nationalguard.com today. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard, aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station
0: Last year, four million people graduated from Red Cross classes. One of them could save your life. Join them.
2: Like a over water, I your mind. Culture, K C O U. Society, K C O U. You, me, togetherness, equality. Eternity, KCOU, Deep Space, Travel and Leisure, KCOU, Magazine Subscription, ends eventually, just as K- all of us
0: do, KCOU FM, Columbia, Missouri.
2: This is Lorena Hollander from the Brazilian band Diaphanes, and you're listening to KCOU Columbia.
1: Welcome back to KCOU 88.1. To so start your son. I'm Harrison Vapnik alongside Liddy, Jonathan, Lidskin, Jake Circus. Actually, just walked into the studio. Jake, come come here for a second. Come on the mic. Actually, no, go to mic three. Jake Circus. Or is that the one that doesn't work though? Back here, back to two. Jake Circus joining us. Just walking into the studio. I think he's got to pick up some equipment for a baseball broadcast. Jake, welcome on, bud. Maybe that's one that doesn't work. I think we got it mixed up. Okay, well, it doesn't I, matter. I start your Sunday key, Studio 88.1. Talk about something we've never talked about on this show. College Hoops. Our friend Liddy, big College Hoops guy. So we're going to enter. But what we're going to start with here is going to be a little game that I came up with this morning walking to the studio. It is called... In Indy, or that's not the name of the game, but there's three segments. There's three parts to it. I'm going to name you a team. You are going to tell me which category they fall in. So the first one is in Indy, or Indy Bound. That means this team's going to win four or more games in the NCAA tournament. Second one is second weekend star. Two or more wins in the NCAA tournament, between two and four. And then the third one is early spring break, a team that won either zero or one game in the NCAA tournament. Um, let's, let's pray this music works. Let's get some background music. Please work, please work, please work. Is that working? I hear it. Okay. let that a little louder. Liddy, first team. Are they indie-bound, a second-weekend star, or early spring break? Is the University of Oklahoma.
2: Uh, They're a second-weekend star. So, this is a team that plays really fundamentally sound basketball. Lon Kruger, their head coach, has experience winning in the tournament. They have some players, Austin Reeves obviously being the best one, that can put the ball in the bucket. But their, their ceiling is elite eight. They'll be gone in the sweet 16 or elite eight i'm worried about them playing a team that's just a ton more athletic than them and i think that's where their road comes to an end but they're they're too fundamentally sound to lose to a team in the second or first round that's worse than them
1: the next team as you know if you don't know lydia is literally the person that knows the most about college basketball maybe at this school next person next team Florida State University, Indybound, second weekend star, or early spring break?
2: They're also a second weekend star. I think people are kind of falling into this trap with Florida State that this could be the year that they get over the top and get to the Final Four. But I th- it's the same thing every year with Florida State. As much as I've liked them over the last couple of years, they've obviously won the ACC regular season last year. You can't play 9, 10 guys and win as many games as they want to in, in March. You, you just can't do it. You need to have seven, eight guys that you go to, and Florida State, their depth wins in the regular season because of the amount of games they have. the, the They don't always play NCAA tournament teams, so your depth kills teams that aren't as deep, but they're a, a solid team that'll probably get to the Sweet 16 at,
1: at best. Next team. Texas Tech University. Indie bound, second weekend star, or early spring break?
2: I'm going to go early spring break for really? this one. I like Texas Tech a lot early in the year, but they're currently in seventh place in the Big 12, which means they would have to play in, on that first day. And it's it's difficult as much as you don't want to say it, t- that you have to play an extra game in the Big 12 tournament. They're just very flawed. And if Mac McClung isn't on, they could lose to anybody. And so... The, t- the chance that one of the two teams, whether that be a 12 seed that they play or a four seed in the next round, comes up with a game plan to stop him it is likely. And so I think early early spring break for Texas
1: Tech. I'm going to break Jake in for this one because I know he feels a little passionate about this one. Next team, the Ohio State University. Go is this working? Is this working? Is None of these makes work. Okay, Liddy, Ohio State. Jake, go to Liddy's.
2: Um Ohio State is going to be um, a second weekend star. Okay. Um, I know they're a one seed right now. They're in third place in the Big Ten behind Illinois and Michigan. I don't buy Ohio State. I don't like teams in the tournament that only play offense. I think it's easier to get to the tournament, get to the Final Four, playing really solid defense because that's always consistent versus one bad shooting night from a really good offensive team. Is gonna, gonna kill you. It's the Same same reason I don't like Alabama as much as you do.
0: Yep, Jake, Ohio State. Did, did you guys watch the Michigan game? Michigan didn't miss. Like, Michigan they really, versus Indiana? No, Ohio State. Oh, okay. Like they didn't miss. Like Ohio State can go, and I've I've watched them more than any, any team I don't know why, but they can go toe to toe with any offense. And yeah, you're right. They have the best, one of the best offenses in, in the in the country. But they like they were getting some stops first Michigan, and I don't know. Like yeah, they they ran into February Sparty, like Letty says. I thought it's March Izzo. is yeah, that what, what's, March, what's the March.
1: Rothstein phrase? It's March. uh January,
0: February, Wait, bo- Izzo, April.
1: <laughs> I love that. Okay, <laughs> next team. A team you just mentioned, the University of Alabama. Um,
2: early spring break. Oh, <laughs> you're oh. going to kill.
1: One or less. You're going to kill me ranked, for this
2: one. This team was ranked number six in the AP poll this week. They, they very would could well get to the Sweet 16
1: Elite Eight, and. They're, they're shooting going to lose in the round of 32 to but, a 14 seed, or they're gonna to lose to a, I don't know, a 6 yeah. seed or a 7 seed. If they played Purdue, I would. If they played
2: Purdue, is P- gonna be around a 6 seed in the NCAA tournament. If they got a team like Purdue in the second round, I would take Purdue. They, they, just a team that plays good defense. They play basketball hard. They pl- play it the right way. They move the ball. A team like that that will control time of possession like that could kill Alabama.
1: Tennessee. University of Tennessee, where are they going?
2: Uh, Early spring break. They're going to lose in the first round. Tennessee's playing its worst basketball of the year at the exact wrong wrong time. And this isn't the Tennessee with Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield that just had a ton of upside, could shoot, played really hard. I also don't think Rick Barnes is a very good coach. Um, They're just not as talented as they were when they were considered a national championship contender. And... They're going to get some team, whether that's a 5 or 11, or a 12 or 11 seed, a 13 seed, if they miraculously get grab a 4 seed.
1: They're not going to get a 4 seed.
2: Yeah, they're just going to get a team in the first first round that is good and going to beat them because they're just playing the wrong, wrong basketball at the wrong time.
1: A lot of people said that, a lot of people picked Tennessee to win the national championship like two years ago.
2: Yeah, they were really good two years ago. And like... They had, two, they had two losses that they probably shouldn't have had. A game against Loyola in 2018 yep. um, on Loyola's magical run in the second round. And then... The crazy the, Purdue game. The year before was even more disappointing. because it
1: 2017 that, like, Tennessee?
2: It was 2019. Yeah, the year after you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so,
1: that was the 99-94 loss to Purdue in overtime. Yeah, that was... Awesome game.
2: Yeah, it was a great game. I, it was extremely disappointing for Tennessee because I thought they were much better than Purdue. And... Carson Edwards wasn't even that great in that game. It was Ryan Klein had like 31 for Purdue and hit like seven threes. And it it was at that point where I'm just like, Rick Barnes is not it. And this Tennessee team, it doesn't feel like 2018, 2019 Tennessee.
1: No. Back to what you mentioned with Florida State earlier. I told this to Jake, I think, last week. If, floor, if there was no COVID-19 pause, I would have picked Florida State to win the NCAA tournament last year. Shout out, Drew, for that. The Knoll, that, was, that team was so good last year. I'm off on them as you are this year. What about a team that we might see in the Big 12 semifinals on a couple of Fridays? Mm-hmm. The Oklahoma State Cowboys. Where do you have them?
0: Okay,
2: so real, a couple weeks ago, I was really low on Oklahoma State. They're going to be a second weekend, weekend star now. I thought a couple weeks ago, I had this really? team pegged as losing a, the first game in the NCAA tournament second game at most but i kind of realized something watching them against oklahoma yesterday whenever they're in a close game in either the big 12 tournament or ncaa tournament they're going to have the best player on the floor and that's really important in march to just have a really good closer
1: down the stretch this is march this is a lot of fun let's keep going with this baylor baylor is the team that i think is going to win the national championship Mm -hmm. they lost their first game yesterday kansas a very good kansas team on the road your thoughts on baylor
2: they had a COVID pause. They're indie bound. Thank um, they're first like,
1: team indie bound, and John Litzkin's... I think people are kind
2: of overreacting to last last night. I'm happy. They, that they, are. they were on COVID pause go, and are go, just going through a bad stretch in the season. They're gonna have a couple important games this upcoming week against West Virginia and Oklahoma State. Look for them to get back on track. This is still one of the best defensive teams in the country. They have a first team All American player in Jared Butler. This team is. Definitely easy, easily good enough to get to the Final Four. And honestly, it's still probably in my national championship game if not winning it.
1: Let's pause this for a second. Talk about Baylor. I have said since the beginning of the year, Baylor is my national championship pick. I know we don't talk about college basketball in the show, but I talk about it with you guys. Mm-hmm. I am beyond thrilled they lost yesterday. Mm-hmm. I kind of am too. The pressure of the—I'm ha- I'm more happy they lost than if they would have won. Because this is the team I know I'm picking— Unless a major injury happens, they get COVID again. I'll be penciling Baylor as my national champion. Now, the, this one loss turns everyone off of them. People are like, oh, look, not undefeated. Mm-hmm. Let's go with Michigan. Let's go with Ohio State. Let's go with Illinois. Illinois who lost to Baylor by 13 points earlier this season, by the way. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to play Gonzaga earlier this year. That game got canceled because of COVID problems. Best thing that possibly could have happened to college basketball because, you know, that gives them more hype for when they're going to play in the national championship. This is a Baylor team that's already beaten Oklahoma. They've beaten West Virginia, Texas Tech. They've already beat this Kansas team. They went to Oklahoma State and won Kansas State. They beat Auburn, who's a good team, who's not going to the NCAA tournament for various reasons in their program. They won a game at Texas, and then they had three weeks off because of COVID. And half of their team got it. They were in a mess, and now they had a shaky performance against Iowa State and then a poor performance against Kansas. Now the pressure is off of them. The undefeated season pressure is off. I think this is a good thing for Baylor. I think now mm-hmm. it gives them some time to focus in. And, you know, they have a couple more games left. They're going to West Virginia, which is going to be a tough game. They're playing Oklahoma State at home. They're playing Texas Tech at home. Even if they win two of those three games, which I would expect because all of those teams are ranked, except for Oklahoma State, which could be ranked after their wins this weekend. I think Baylor is in a good spot. Jared Butler's playing really good basketball. Uh, Jonathan... Teshawa, Tachatua. There's no way I said that right, but he is shooting 59.1% from the field for them. Davion Mitchell playing really good basketball. Mm-hmm. I think that Baylor is perfectly fine right now. Your thoughts on them?
2: People are going to f- forget very quickly because of this Kansas loss, but this is a team that's closest game before their COVID pause was eight points. They hadn't played a close yeah. game all year.
1: They had, the same thing with Gonzaga.
2: They, they had pl- blown out. Pretty much everybody except for probably Illinois, who were that was close with them most of the way until Baylor's run at the end. But the, you, I think you said it perfectly. This is a team that just needed a, needed a reset. They needed the pressure off off of them. They were playing. They played bad against Iowa State, and then obviously they didn't play great last night. But they're going to have three games this week against quality opponents that yep. they're going to get a chance to refresh and get back on track. And that's they're going to play at West Virginia on Tuesday. Oklahoma State on Thursday, I believe, and then Saturday, Saturday Sunday they're going to get Texas Tech. Yeah, even
1: if they win two of those three, I think they're in a good spot. Let's bring the music back. Next team, the University of Florida.
2: Um, it's a tough one. They're playing good basketball right now. They beat, but a, they beat a very I'm gonna, good Kentucky basketball team yesterday. I'm going to say early spring break. <laughs> good Kentucky basketball team. <laughs> um, they're going to be, be a. I think early spring break because. I don't think they're they're good enough to beat the the one seed um in a region or the two seed in a region. They are playing good basketball. I I actually get a chance to call their game Wednesday against Mizzou. All right, tune a little, into that. Little self promo there, but uh, they're they're gonna be in the semifinals probably the SEC tournament. They're definitely one of the top four teams in the league, but unless they can find a way to move to a six seed um quickly with a really good stretch at the end of the year that would probably be winning the
1: SEC tournament they're gonna gonna be early spring break the team from your home state I agree with Florida on that Illinois
2: they're indie bound I've said all year since they lost to Baylor that this was a final four four team the only questions I've really had is Brad Underwood hasn't been great sometimes in late games but I would assume right up with Cade Cunningham might be the best closer in college basketball Kofi Coburn has been dominating inside and they have good shooters and good pieces around them. They, they play play good defenses, defense and stints, but this is the team that it just feels like they're playing their best basketball at the right time. They beat Wisconsin yesterday on the road without Io Dasunmu, yep. who averages 21 points a game and will be a first-team
1: All-American. That guy's going to be very good in the pros.
2: Yes, he is. Reminds me a lot of Shea Gilgis-Alexander, SGA, actually. SGA,
1: baby, go Cats.
2: So, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so my only concern with Illinois is that because Ohio State's a one seed right now, and Michigan's a one seed, they won't be put in a region with the third or fourth best one seed, and they're going to have to play like Baylor in the Elite Eight. That would be my only reason Illinois doesn't make the Final yeah. Four. A
1: couple more I like. Houston. A lot of people up and down on Houston. Where do you have them? It's interesting, because
2: usually with a team like Houston, when you lose games in your conference and you're not a Power Six team, a major conference team, there's concern, but this is a Houston team that overall has played very well and blown a lot of teams out. If they don't win the American Tourney, I'm going to be concerned. But right now, they're a second weekend team. I, f- I forgot what we're calling that. Category. The second weekend stars. Second weekend star. They're going. They're going to be a Sweet 16 team. What um,
1: about what about Creighton? The number 11 ranked uh, team, number 13 ranked team in the country in the AP poll.
2: They're going to be at an early spring break. I think Ooh, they're upset. Um. I wouldn't even call it an upset. I just don't think they're beating a four or five seed, wh- whichever they play in th- in the second round. And so, their team teams like that concern me, where you could just get cold. They're, they're a team that shoots the ball very well. Marcus Zagorowski has been great for them all year. He'll, he he's right up. He'll be first team All Big East uh, likely. And this this is just a team that scares me. They they play really up and down basketball and. You, you can't do that in March and, and can continuously win.
1: University of Missouri, our Tigers. If it's anything but early spring break, I'd be surprised. Three weeks ago, I would have had a
2: different answer for this, but they're early spring break. I, I don't have any faith in this team to win a first-round game right now, the way they're playing. And we, We've seen flashes from this team. They could turn around. They have a bunch of really good wins this year. I believe it's six quadrant one wins, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but
1: it's it's it, not. I mean, like, they, it, down it, the that's, stretch. That's not the real number.
0: Five losses.
1: Jake, yeah. Jake, what are your
0: thoughts on Missouri? They suck. This is a bad basketball team. They're not shooting. They will. They, this is just bad. This is just bad. No, like Kanza Martin is an absolute clown. Cl- sure, clown. Shout out to Zach Berman. We uh, love you, Berman. They can't shoot, and they can't score. And, and they just and and they can't play defense consistently. And and they, they just allowed what eighty points to an Ole Miss team that was out. I would think what sixty-four. No, going they, into that it
1: wasn't eighty. That was the final score was like sixty to fifty-two. Oh, so just whatever. To be
2: like, fair, this, he, they did give up eighty to them. Yes, yeah, they, eight, eight, the, the first time, the first game,
1: they gave game. like, like hundred points to TCU. <laughs> I know they won that game in overtime, but like. Come on, we, TCU.
0: We, Harrison and I have been saying forever that uh, this team's over-under is one and a half. It's 0. .5 now.
1: No, the 0. .5 is the SEC tournament number now.
0: Right. You guys will say that.
2: Like, this, team's not good. this team was really good at the start of the year. They were on cloud nine, and now—
1: They peaked during the Alabama game.
2: They, they did. last time
0: of
1: Alabama was the peak Al- of this team. Al- but
0: good
2: we just talked about how the SEC overall is in a great league this year outside of Alabama, Arkansas, and maybe Florida. Missouri 7-7 seven and seven in the SEC. That's not what, good. No, what
1: seed did that, like 6?
2: 7? V- right now, they're slated to be the seven seed, I believe, in the So, SC- it would be, be 7
1: versus, like, Red the Red 10 Red or they, eleven. They'd seed. They'd get
2: Georgia in the first round, who George- they just lost to, uh,
1: what's, what's, like, a what's, two what's weeks ago. Line? What's the line, boys? Guess the line. On the Georgia game? Missouri minus 3.5. <laughs> Against minus, Georgia?
2: Missouri minus 2, and I take Yeah,
1: my, my minus 1.5, minus 2. Way we're, we're to th- put the bets in. And, and Georgia's not an Georgia's NCAA like tournament decent. team. They're not close. They're, like, they're they're decent. They're better than the record. Also, Kentucky's better than the record, but you know, don't let me tell you that. Wait, wait till <laughs> like, what you see in the SEC tournament. They are like,
0: this this Mizzou team was a f- and all talk by uh, by odds because I love odds, love betting, big big betting guy. The gem Mizzou was a three and a half point favorite at home against South Carolina, which I obviously hammered and hit with flying colors. But like it tells flying you, colors. it tells you what Vegas thinks of this team. Three and a half point favorites to South Carolina, who you be beat by by like 20 earlier in the year. Or, like, it was like 15 or something. It was like 80 to 65. Uh,
2: they're, they're consistently dogs on the road against mediocre to badass teams. They SEC can't t- win on teams. the road. When yeah. was the
1: last. Actually, they beat South Carolina on the road, but, like, this team had major t- trouble. Tennessee on the road. was their last good road win. Florida, I would be shocked if Florida doesn't beat Missouri by double digits I, on Wednesday. I would
2: agree. And they're probably. Hey, you're calling
1: g- the game, lady. You can't do a prediction.
2: Um, I'm kidding. I don't think I should just because I'm calling the game, but. I'm kidding. Yeah, I mean. Florida's gonna be tough for them, and then they got LSU ne- later th- that week. LSU's good, and LSU can score. And I don't Missouri think- can't. M- Missouri cannot. You're right. Let's move and- on from
1: Missouri. Kansas, our heated rival that we never play though for some reason.
2: They're a very high end um, second weekend star. They're they're gonna go to the elite eight, and I'm fairly confident about that. They're playing really good basketball down the stretch. David McCormick. Just from the second str- stretch of the season, if you just took that stretch, he's an, a, all, an All-American. And Marcus Garrett, obviously one of the best defensive guards in the country. Ochai o- Abaji can really shoot the ball. This is a team that, with the right draw, can get to the Final Four. But I'm going to say they're an Elite
1: Eight team. Let's do a little either-or now. It's shifting to a bit of a, to, to a different game. Who wins more games in the STC Tournament? Missouri or Kentucky?
2: Kentucky. I'm fairly confident about that, too. I'd be pretty shocked if Kentucky didn't get to the semis of the SEC tournament.
1: Who wins more games in the NCAA tournament? Loyola, Chicago, or Drake? Can I go
2: neither? I don't think either of them are going to win a tournament game, but if I had to choose, I'd go Loyola.
1: More wins in the NCAA tournament? Oregon or Wisconsin?
2: Wow, that's a good one. Um, Thank you.
1: Can't believe it myself. I'm going to go Oregon
2: because I think they're going to end up being a seven seed um, with with a good performance down the stretch. But I I don't buy Wisconsin at all. Give me a
1: mid-major that can go to the final four.
2: I'm really high on – I don't consider Gonzaga a mid-major. If you're
1: getting Gonzaga, I'm going to ask you to walk in. Yeah,
2: I I don't consider Gonzaga a mid-major, as should should nobody. Um, See, we don't really have like – a true mid-major that's like a Final Four contender this year, like who do you think? Da- like Dayton last
1: year or San Diego State? Who do you think's a sleeper team? A, who, I'm gonna a go Loyola Chicago out there, a a VCU, a Butler. Who is one of those teams?
2: I'm gonna go no Drake, no I'm um, not Belmont. Um, <laughs> they're gonna win a game, but not. I'm gonna go San Diego State actually. Okay. They like, a good team They returned year. a lot of their team last year from last year, including Matt Mitchell, who was their best player. They just beat Boise State twice. Which, which is hard to do in a two-game series. If, if they can get the right draw, they can m- make a run. They're, they're a good team.
1: I'm going to tell you mine. And when this happens, when this team goes to the Final Four in five weeks, you guys are going to be thinking, man, how did he know this? You're going to choose Western Kentucky, aren't you? I'm just trying to find the team, though. The team I'm going to choose that could be that Final Four sleeper team Boise State they're good Boise State is that is the team I'm saying the mid-major sleeper that could make a run to the final four they have they're currently a in Joe Linardi's recent bracketology I lost them a 10 seed playing Missouri in the 7 seed that's a battle of Jake Circus against his brother who goes to Boise State Missouri's a 7 seed now wow Either yes, yeah, so that's my, also a non mid major team, but in that sleeper poll, in that you know between a six and an eleven seed, who can make the final four?
2: UNC. Really, the Tar Heels. They're playing. I mean, that Marquette loss was inexcusable, but I, I'm I'm a Duke fan. so I, I hate UNC as much as anybody, but th- the talent's there. Like, I mean. I was just looking at the seven, eight, nine. See, Oklahoma State could get there because because of Cade. Um, yeah, UNC would be my like ultimate sleeper team to get to the Final Four because like you, you know the t- the talents there. You you know what they could. You saw them play Florida State yesterday. They they can beat those know. teams. So I I don't like st- w- I wouldn't say confidently they're getting to like the Elite Eight or anything like that. I'd consider them a second round exit, but. If a real sleeper team to get to the final four it would be UNC.
1: I'm gonna give you two, both in the same conference. I actually feel good about one of these two teams even making a run in the tournament. Rutgers and Michigan State.
2: Michigan State, if they get in, would January, be...
1: February, Izzo, April. Come on, let's yeah. let's run it. And then Rutgers was like really good last year, and then you know they paused. Now they're like they're like an eight seed right now, but like if they get the right one seed, like watch out. Last question before we're gonna conclude this. This has been really fun. Give me a one or two seed who's gonna lose in the first round. The big upset. So, Ohio State, Michigan, those are the one seeds. And then Baylor and Gonzaga, two seeds looking like possibly Villanova, Alabama, Illinois, West Virginia in that category. Give me a one of these teams that's going to lose.
2: Uh, between two teams, and they're both actually in the same region for Lonardi right now. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Ohio State. I think, Against, I, do you trust them against any good defensive team? No. Because the, if, they, if they go cold, what do they go to? Right, like, I don't think EJ Liddell isn't like good enough to go. Like, he's good. Don't get me wrong, but he's not good enough like Kate or Iowa is, where if their team's playing bad, he can just go out and win them, again, a game on their own. Like, Ohio State, Oregon would be a really good second-round game, I, I think, and I think Oregon would have a, a decent shot to win that game. A- Alabama also could lose in the second round. I, I know we talked about this earlier, but like, give me your four, four final, final Last thing, give me your four final four teams right now.
1: Go, um, fire. Stop. Do
2: you want my four best teams or based four, on Lenardi's final four,
1: thing? Final four.
2: Okay. Michigan, Baylor, Illinois, West Virginia. V-
1: West
0: Virginia.
1: I like them I'm, a I'm lot. I'm saying Baylor Gonzaga, Michigan? Al- yeah. Baker, Baylor, Gonzaga, Alabama, and Florida State. I need a sleeper team in there. That was really fun. We just, <laughs> it that was. was. Like, that was awesome. Thank you for tuning in to Start Your Sunday. We may have to talk about college basketball a little more once we hit the NCAA tournament, which are two weeks away. Tomorrow is March. This is March. Shout out John Rothstein, the actual GOAT. Thank you, Liddy, for coming on. Thank you, Jake, for interrupting us midway through. Uh, you know, we'll see you next week. Jared Pave will be back. Not exactly sure who our guest will be, possibly David Campbell, a.k.a. the Minnesota Mammoth. We'll see if he wants to come on and talk. This has been Start Your Sunday, KCOU 88.1. Have a great day, everyone. Enjoy the college basketball. Enjoy the NFL offseason news. We're coming close to some draft free agency, so stay tuned for that. Liddy, anything to promote? You have your basketball game on Wednesday?
2: Yeah, tune in Wednesday, guys. I'm calling the Florida-Mizzou game. Mizzou's final road game, I believe, of the regular season. Finally. Before their SEC term. (laughs) Um, And then one other other thing, Uh, I didn't really get to mention that, but Michigan State, yeah, sleeper Final Four team. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, You can catch my new podcast, the Harrison Vatnick Podcast, on Spotify and YouTube. You can catch Start Your Sunday on Spotify. If you missed any of this episode, I just had to release a podcast with Dan Kelly, Boston sports writer. So go hit that up